Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. To get it together, trying to help their fellow man. Hoping we can make it better. Do you really think we can? Yeah, it's Tuesday night, and it is time for Blog Talk Radio and to talk about another way another way that you and I can get involved, some other way that we can be a part of making the world better. Now, we're not going to do that ourselves, but God is going to do it in and through us as we step out in faith. And that's just been amazing to watch with this show. Um, Those little four lines at the beginning of that song, Uh, how perfect uh, they have described almost every one of our podcasts. Every one of our discussions is some other way in which people are doing something to try and make the world a better place. Um, And uh, that's called purpose. It's called meaning in life. It's called a reason to be breathing. It's, It's why we're here. And uh, we are so privileged to to be able to talk to some people who have found a niche. They found something that they believe that God has called them to do and say. And uh, it takes them beyond just the mundane, just the rote, going to work, coming home, watching TV, going to bed, uh, you know, uh, that whole thing. And... um, uh, today, wow, is no exception because I today we're going to meet a, a person who has been involved in something that I didn't even know existed probably about four weeks and uh, four weeks ago from now. And uh, her name is Di Patterson. I'm going to introduce her in just a minute, but she is a master of science. And, get this, master of science and gerontology, and credentialed professor professional gerontologist. Now, do you know what a gerontologist is? Did you know there was a gerontologist in existence? Um, We're going to have her tell us about this, but um, uh, we're going to be educated right now, folks, uh, in a major way, and and we're going to get very excited uh, about meeting this person. So, would you please uh, welcome uh, with me to Blog Talk Radio, Di Patterson. Welcome, Di. Thank you so much, John. Great to be with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I, I did not, you know, I, I know Geritol, you know, is a thing you take when you're old. So I figured, uh, you know, Geritologist might have something to do with being old, and um, uh, that's as close as I could get. And here you are um, with a career helping people grow old better, 
and helping other people, I think, take care of those people who are growing old and all this kind of stuff that we, I, we never even knew existed. So um, you're going to have to just kind of uh, inform us along the way here. But I, I you tell bet. you, the first question I want to ask, this is the first question I want to ask you is, okay. when did you know you would be working in this field? When did, when did you first know that you'd be working with older people um, for a career? I think I was about five years old. I had four grandparents who were active and wonderful, and three of them lived past 95. But when I was five years old, the hippest people in my world, besides my parents, were my four grandparents. They were always engaged in life. They were always just proving to us that they lived a full and wonderful life. And I wanted to be just like them. And they were the ones who made me want to look at aging in a new way. Wow. So can you just give us a real overview of of you how you came to be to where you are now and do how this developed because obviously you've stepped out and done some pretty daring things and uh you know where did that all come from <laughs> All right well the first the first amazing you know our first teachers are our parents and my parents made sure that I had a really good early life education. They made sure I was in church every Sunday. They made sure that I went to things like weddings and funerals and really participated in the social engagement, which makes up a full life. And I have to say, I didn't realize that, that seniors would become my career, but all along I picked things that were very interesting. I was a pharmacy tech for Savon, which is a name gone by, but now it's it's a CVS yeah. pharmacies. And literally, I would stand there and listen to the stories of seniors as they were picking up their high blood pr- pressure pills, or and the things that they were dealing with. And I felt a tremendous amount of empathy for them. And then, as I went along in life, mm. I had taken some classes at college, but I realized that although I love to teach. I could not be a kindergarten teacher or a, a young child teacher because they, I use my energy up uh, uh, pretty quickly when I get into something and that I did have the long burn for seniors and that that was really hmm. where my passion lay. And, you know, figuring out things for older generations really helps me figure out things for my generation. And if I do it the right way, I'm teaching my kids how to take care of me um, as I, you know, we are the best book people can read. So anyway, that's, that's how I got to want to studying it. And I came to study it in my early forties because I realized Mm. at some moment within my generation that uh, women would be taken very seriously of my age group in their forties and fifties and beyond. And, um, that's why I've geared up and really, I'm really enjoying life as it is right now for me to pay better attention to their own old age. Hmm. Di, how involved, um, uh, okay, 
can can someone get a degree in this now? Um, yes. What is what is the science of geratology, and how developed is it? Oh, it's wonderful. It's been around for about thirty two to thirty three years. Gerontology actually uh, comes from if if you look at the root word of gero, it's Latin for aging, and the study of gerontology is the study, the successful aging and promotion of healthy aging, age 60 and above. And I'm just going to let all the catch listeners know that in 1984, two psychologists uh, defined the word, the two words, successful aging. And they said it's made up of three things. It's a high capacity for physical and mental functioning. It's low risk of disease and disability. And the third one, my favorite, an active engagement with life. Because sometimes we're dealt cards in our genetic pool that we don't exactly know. We can do our best with our lifestyle changes. And, you know, today is the first day of the rest of our lives if we need to get up and get going or change Hmm. things in our lives. But this whole idea of an active engagement with life is very exciting. In fact, I'll just bring a – my nerdy research side of me, uh, in uh, just this last December, the Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA came out with an extensive study of all adults age 18 to the end of their lives on isolation. Isolation hmm. in the form of daily, uh, our activities, how we uh, meet other people, and it has nothing to do with Facebook or some technology that we hold. It's about our human interactions day by day. If adults age 18 to 65 isolate, their mortality rate goes up 25%. But wow. after 65, if humans isolate, it goes up to a full 50%. So it's really... Wow. Really important, and that's why Meals on Wheels is so important for seniors who need that because they have a friendly visitor program where a live person shows up for at least 10 minutes a day and just chats that one-on-one, and literally, not only are you delivering hot food and a cold sack lunch and maybe another snack, but you're fighting mortality (laughs) with, uh, you know, fighting isolation. Yes, and... If you give me, if you, you can ask me the questions you'd like, but I do want you to know that gerontology now is studied at every academic level from AA to bachelor's to master's to PhD programs around America. And your listeners can literally just Google search gerontology programs and they'll find out which universities, which community colleges, which state, state schools all have gerontology programs. Oh. Well, Di, what do you end up, if, if, you, if you shoot go for one of these degrees, are you a psychiatrist, are you a psychologist, are you a doctor, are you a therapist? What, what are you, or could you be all of them, or any of those? Okay, you asked the best question at the top of the hour, and that is, <laughs> what is a gerontologist, and why would my family yeah. need one? Okay, so here's the scoop. <laughs> we are social scientists of the aging of human beings age 60 and above. The foundations of the academic study of gerontology are five 
areas, the biology of aging, the psychology, the sociology, the ethics, and lifespan development theory of humans 60 and above. And of course, as we all know, if you want to have success 60 and above, you get active now and you get proactive for yourself and any family members that you care about or perhaps care for. And so it's actually a fascinating study. And how it translates, John, into everyday life is, are, there are case managers who are just geriatric case managers. There are geriatric social workers. There are geriatric, of course, physicians who are geriatricians. They are the MDs. And we are the social scientists. So a doctor of gerontology would actually be a PhD, and they would have uh, deep knowledge of either the biology, sociology, psychology, ethics, or lifespan development of uh, aging humans. So, but how it translates into, is I love this part, family con- uh, consultations. There have been many times where I've had six boomer kids uh, three in the room, three on their cell phones. We've all got iced tea and a salad in front of us, and I have already emailed handouts to everyone. And I take them through a series <laughs> of questions, yes, about how they feel about their own aging. I don't like families to talk about their parents or their grandparents' aging until they've gone through their own hopes and fears of their own old age because it's much easier to walk a mile in another's shoes if you have faced your own fears and turned them into hopes. So, Hmm. you know, over 60, we think money, health, health care. We think of housing. Do we need to downsize? Do we need to open up those garages and clean them out? I sure do. Um, My kids are laughing in the background. (laughs) Um, And, you know, there are so many issues of older age that if we would just get brave, think about it now and make a plan. You know, a a good gerontologist will lead a family into a plan much like a trust where in a trust, that's financial and that's property. But I... You know, I encourage people that your kids don't know what kind of face cream you like, ladies and men. You kids don't know what kind of aftershave won't burn your face. And um, we need to write these things down for our family members. And, uh, you know, John, you kind of teased at the begin- in the, in the uh, catch email today that we're going to have a chat about millennials and boomers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And this is, we are. this is the segue. Yes. And this is the segue that says <laughs> what we boomers do now, we can either encourage millennials with or discourage them. And I'm all for encouragement. Hmm. Hmm. Well, tell us, uh, let's flesh that out a little bit. Can we encourage uh, millennials instead of discouraging them? All right. I am smack dab in the middle of the boom. So um, I have uh, nine years ahead of me and nine years behind me of people that I watch and how they do life. And then we have our children who are the millennials. And just as when I heard my own parents 
uh, kind of distraught in the 60s and the 70s and the social changes and, you know, why are the mm-hmm. kids acting up like this and all the rest. I hear boomers um, think about millennials in ways that they're frustrated about. And yet I'm going to throw down this gauntlet. I have three millennials for kids. I have a ton. I went to school with millennials. Uh, so I have a deep appreciation for who these people are. They research like crazy. You know, sometimes you'll hear people complaining about people with their face in their phones. Well, I'd like us all, us catch members, to all think about that maybe these millennials are on their phones because they're trying to solve problems for their parents and their grandparents. And in my, in my experience as both a mother and a gerontologist, um, I see millennials as utterly loving their grandparents. And yes, every generation thinks their parents could improve. Every generation says, I'm not going to do that with my kids. You know, the boomers were guilty of that, and it's just human nature. But I'll tell you that millennials, they see the weakness of the boomer. Boomers are very spontaneous. Boomers did not save enough. And then when the Great Recession happened in 2007-8, you know, many boomers lost the, those who had saved lost a lot of that. So the millennials are looking mm-hmm. at this huge generation. Millennials are half of our generation. My parents had six kids. I had three. And that's about the ratio that, you know, boomers had millennials. And I think that the millennials realize that they want to do a good job for their parents. Mm-hmm. And that's why they chide them. Or they research and say, hey, mom, hey, dad, I think you really need to look at this. And then get rather frustrated when parents don't. And Mm -hmm. so I believe Mm -hmm. boomers need to minister to millennials by being open, having a really good attitude. And that's what boomers are known for. They're known for better attitudes Mm -hmm. than other generations because they are hopeful. We need to share hope. They are. They really are. Mm -hmm. And I have found, John, that hopelessness is one of the greatest diseases of old age and that when young people feel old, it's because they're feeling hopeless. Hmm. So that's the thing we need to change. Yes. Wow. And as That's exciting. We have – go ahead. Thank you. No, John, go ahead. No, no, no. I want you to finish your thought. Okay, so in gerontology, I look out and, you know, in, if I was a pedi- pediatric care manager, I would be raising children. I would be raising them up and doing all of that. In gerontology or geriatric care managing, you're really helping to lower a person gently. In other words, the raising up happens the first half of our lives. The second half of our life, we have to figure out or have people help us to figure out how to gently, gently um, lower instead of raise. That's the best word I can say. Hmm. But it, it really does hmm. come with this attitude of, okay, physically, physically, we're going to be slowing. Mentally, we don't have to, but sometimes we do. And over... Um, about every 20 years of life, 
we are in a different mindset. Have you noticed that? Hmm. Having lived as long as you have? Sure. Our first 20 years, we're in school. We're making friends. The second 20 years of our life, we, as a sociologist, we pair bond. We start having our children. We pay a lot of attention to our careers because that's what's going to pay for both our children yeah. and our old age. And then when the 60s hit, there is a complete emotional understanding that, we are, that our mortality is closer to us and that we better pay attention mm-hmm. to things that the same rush that we paid attention to earlier in life. And then um, after 80, we look at, we just want to give our wisdom away. We are 60s and 70s. It's about relationship and enjoying as much of our health as we have in our 80s. Hopefully we'll be very healthy into our 90s, but we don't know. But we can give our wisdom. And I think as a gerontologist, a very precious thing to me is when I see boomer parents and grandparents sharing their resources of their experiences and whatever else that they want to give to the younger generation and especially be willing to listen to the millennials' wisdom Mm -hmm. of research and slow, you know, they tend to be a little more, um, they don't spend as fast as boomers did and and then lastly, to really, when you have these good relationships, younger people will ask for our wisdom. And I think that's where all of us want to get. We really do want to share our hard-earned wisdom. Wow. Uh, this is so exciting. Um, how do you – this is going to be a hard question, I'm sure, but, but – um, yeah. How how do you change a, an older person's attitude about their life and get them to feel more vital, more excited about things, more connected, and all of that? How do you get them back into the flow of things? Um, is that part of what you do with these with your with your programs? Yes, is that part of the goal. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's absolutely part of the goal, John. Um, I have two uh, two different areas of work that I do. One is for a nonprofit called Season of Life Conferences, which you have so graciously written about. And um, the the pull into this conference is to use icons of aging, and that are the movie and TV stars that we all love to. Um, watch over again, listen to, hear their songs, hear their stories as the morning of the conference. And then in the afternoon, it's a nonprofit aging education conference. So there are 12 classes and um, conference goers can choose six of them. And uh, they're taught three times during a three hour, they're 25 minute classes. And then there's a wonderful exhibit hall and there's there are some really exciting things about this conference. And the first one, as you mentioned before, is at Biola University on August 11th, which is just two and a half weeks away. Mm-hmm. Um, your listeners can read all about it at seasonoflife.net. And 
one of your listeners today, I am uh, giving a special code out. So the tickets, which are $149, will be half price, 75 And um, the exciting thing about the morning show, Pat, Pat and Debbie Boone are singing live on stage at Biola University. And um, August 11th is in the same week that 40 years ago, that same week, Debbie released Light Up My Life. And she will be singing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Yep. And oh, Pat that's will great. Be singing well, what a what a generous singing. offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. And if if everyone has a yeah. pen or you want to hit, you know, pause um, in capital letters, you go to you write half off H A L S O S S in the registration site of seasonoflife.net. You'll go there and just scroll down until it says register or buy my ticket and go in there and fill out a simple form and write half off, H-A-L-F-S-S. I'm extending this to all Biola. Um, the Golden Eagles, who are have been uh, graduated 50 or more years, they're getting in for free. Mm-hmm. And then all Biolans in Southern California who register, they will also get half off as well as the couch, uh, listeners and readers. And I am thrilled to be able to do this. It's uh, going to be a wonderful day. Great. We're going to have live video casts and podcasts. We're going to have selfie stations. The Boons are going to come out and sign uh, autographs and do selfies with the participants. We have a wonderful um, uh, Bon Appetit is fixing wonderful box lunches that are just absolutely delicious. Uh, we'll have an exhibit hall full of just wonderful people who are coming. They'll be teaching and exhibiting during the day. Mm-hmm. And I really invite all of your listeners to come on out for this. Fantastic. Do you have to do you um do you have to be a senior to appreciate No. Today? Oh, not at all. Mm-hmm. In fact, like I said, millennials are very uh looking for information for their grandparents or their own parents, uh, people who are mm-hmm. caregivers themselves, either long, either in their own home or long distance over the phone. And I've, um, on the day of the conference, there will be an app that um, as of in two and a half weeks, there will be loaded information and people can go. Uh, and I will advise you of this, John, and you can um, share that on the day of the conference that people can go and they can do everything from go to iTunes for the Boone's music to going straight to the websites of these educators and exhibitors at Season of Life. And our second one will be at USC on October the 6th. So wow. my organization is Fantastic. very happy about this. Yes. Fantastic. Um, Di, there's there's another program that you you have that I saw on your website. It's called Success in Aging Centers. Tell us real quickly about really those. quickly. Okay, Success in Aging Centers are a form of social daycare program centers that are unlike what we think of as a social daycare today. And if your readers and listeners would like to see that, they can find it at Success in agingcenters.com 
And just kind of a sneak peek, instead of bingo after lunch, all taking classes on what about the app? And we'll be checking in by Skype and FaceTime to our college grandkids and checking on, you know, their, the newest things in their life. We'll be in book clubs and do painting. We will try to use the last part of our lives as we get older and older to still be engaged with life and fighting isolation that is so negative to our society and giving our kids and grandkids a break from feeling burdened or um, not thinking they're doing a good job. So that's just another thing to help us be, be vital in our, in in these years of our lives. Um, Success in aging centers. What was the uh, website success.com? If you want to find out more about that, that's it. Right. Success Success in aging centers.com. Yes. Okay. And seasonoflife.net is for the conference. Outstanding. Um, well, time flies here really fast, and uh, yeah. I, 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 I want to go just a little bit over because I'm going to put you on the spot with a question that is, that is not a very happy one. And um, Okay. I, I just want to – I need help on this one, and I want to know what you would say. Okay. Um, All right. As you know, I've, I have been – uh, doing a lot of actually health care for an older couple in of the in the last few weeks i've been writing about it quite a bit in the catch yes and uh yes. I was helping this uh, our good friend um, uh, the wife uh helping her try and get her husband up um every day and then she fell and broke her pelvis and so oh. they were both down oh. and and oh. so it was an opportunity for me to just move in and, um, uh, you know, for about three days there, I was 24-7. And um, right. then Care she given. brought her right. son, son home for a while. But I, okay, I, I don't need to get into a lot of detail there, but I, I have gotten quite involved here. And um, But today, uh, it was probably one of the saddest moments today. Was oh. it? Because the the husband the husband is he's uh, he he's in bed the whole time. He, he he's fed through a feeding tube. He's he's got yes. a catheter. He's you know he's yes. everything is pretty much taken care of for him, and okay. and he doesn't much lift a finger. And okay. he, the the. I don't. The, the problem is, I don't think he wants to. I mean, I understand completely what you're talking about, the isolation, and and uh, this particular gentleman has has not been a believer, um, and um, so he he has a reputation of being a bit ornery as a person, and uh, mm-hmm. and now he's gone completely, pretty much completely into himself, and. And his wife is just amazing. She, she is just a cracker barrel. I mean, she is just a <laughs> ball of energy, and she is just so optimistic. She knows she's going to get him back up again. And uh, okay. And today, today is the day that that the physical therapist comes, and he said that he didn't want him to come today. He didn't want to do his mm-hmm. physical therapy. 
and she just she she just almost cried, you know. She just go, oh, but but right. honey, you got to you got to do this to get stronger. You have to just do just do a little bit. He's just going to work your arms and your legs a little bit, you know. I, I, we don't want you, you know. You don't want to get weaker. And he said, I want to get weaker. Yes. And uh, that was a shocker. Uh, yes, I think I could tell he's given. I could tell he's given up. But to be able to, when he hardly says anything at all, to articulate something like that is just go. All right, so what is there anything I can do? What you know? I just feel yes, so helpless. There is. Okay, and. And I believe that. I believe that you feel helpless. And it's because he's hopeless. And mm-hmm. so how do we turn hopelessness into some hope? And always with hopelessness, there is fear. And fear sits on top of pain psychologically. So how do mm-hmm. you speak to the pain? You speak to the fear first. And I imagine, let me ask you a few questions. How many years have these two been married, John? Oh, my. Uh, Over 20? 40. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. 40, 50 years probably, yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So you, the first thing I thought when you were telling me the story is you sitting with him. And at first I was going to say, uh, ask him what his favorite book is if he would like something read to him or the newspaper Mm -hmm. or something like that but then as you told the story and developed i think you need to start with questions and you need to to ask him i think and this is my humble opinion if it was me i would ask him if he if um, is there anything that he wants and he'll probably say no. Ask him if he understands that his wife was really hoping that he would do his exercises and let him tell you. And then because you have been here so much, and does he know you well? Does he know you pretty well, John? Not, not really. No. Okay. No, not, not before right. this, this all happened. Okay, and maybe because you're a stranger, he'll be on more honest with you than he would be someone who he doesn't want to disappoint. Mm-hmm. But I believe at the heart of this is he loves his wife and doesn't want to disappoint her, but he respected her enough to tell her the truth. I don't want to get, you know, I want to get weaker because he's tired and mm-hmm. hopeless. And so I think the conversation about... Um, what he would really like from now on. And I really recommend that you go online to to talk about palliative care. Uh, One of my speakers at the conference, uh, Patty Mouton, who is the vice president of Alzheimer's in Orange County. She is a very experienced Mm -hmm. speaker on palliative care and is uh, connected to that organization. And I do encourage you to uh, contact Orange County Alzheimer's and ask for Patty and talk to her. There is an end-of-life conversation that's very important, and this is right before hospice. 
Hospice is not a death sentence. Most people think it is, but it's one of the most wonderful things you can do for people near the end of their Mm -hmm. life because it's really a circle of care that involves the family members too. It involves music therapy Mm. and aromatherapy and massage therapy and bathing and giving great dignity to the human who is uh, incapacitated in some ways and yet still very much with us. And as his friend and as his wife's friend, you could ask him, what do you want? Do you, do you want your children here so that we can talk about um, your funeral? Do you want me to play music for you? What's your favorite song? What, what are your favorite foods? Maybe we can serve those. Let's talk about the end of your life realistically. When people talk, mm-hmm about the end-of-life issues in a way that's not afraid, it's not uh, your eyes lowered to the ground, you are giving a person so much dignity to say, this is what I'd like, or please don't let my wife fall into a great depression. Please help my children understand that I've done my best in life, and I just don't think I can go any further. And when Hmm. a human will join in that kind of a conversation with another human being that goes to our spiritual selves. It's straight to the soul. It's straight to the heart of the matter. Um, And those are the things you need to Mm. talk about. And there is a great, there's actually a guide on how to do this uh, with the palliative care Mm -hmm. group. Everybody can uh, Google that, find out more about it. Can you spell that for me? What is it? P like Paul, A-L-L-I-A-T-I-V like Victor E, P-A-L-L-I-A-T like Tom, I-V like Victor E, palliative Mm -hmm. care. And hospice is spelled H-O-S like Sam, P like Paul, Mm I-C like cat, E. And... Mm-hmm. Um, the, these two are in every county in America, thanks to your uh, Social Security benefits. Hospice is a free service to families through their seniors' uh, uh, Social Security Medicare benefits. Uh, palliative care is in every hospital in America. Uh, this, these are very positive things if people will realize that death is a part of our life that, see, the Lord our God thought up aging. He, he thinks it's a very good thing. And the end of our life brings us to stand before him. And as each one of us says, you know, this is my job, to get through life and stand before the Lord. And each one of us is responsible for both our lives all our stuff during life and all of our relationships during life. And then we're responsible for our relationship with the Lord for when we stand before him. So uh, if your listeners and your readers will open themselves up to study about both palliative care, which eases end-of-life disease and burdens and and, uh, pain, and then hospice, which, of course, comes in, it's a home situation. They take care mm-hmm. of, they take over the care. Mm-hmm. This will be so very, very good 
in our society, if this generation listening to you would accept end-of-life issues as positive instead of negative because the world mm. got it up. <laughs> and that's, yeah, wow, you know, okay. That, yeah. Wow. Well, we, that is so uh, – thank you for, for uh, – going through some of that uh, I just uh, that just hit me so much today and I thought well it would yeah. let's just let's just go through a real issue here and see what happens and that's that's really encouraging to me and uh, I'm going to look into uh, some of these some of these things that maybe I can help to institute here yes. for uh, for and this I, situation um, I'm so proud of you John you know, for asking real questions there's not enough time in mm. life. There, you know, yeah, we don't need yeah. raw, raw. We need truth. Yeah. And the other thing, yeah. just to let your listeners know and your readers know, that I have um, articles and uh, videos on my big website, which is DiePatterson.com. DiePatterson.com. I did mm-hmm. a series of okay. 15 minute and a half videos last year for an elder law company, and they're all about what is hospice? What is Alzheimer's disease? What is sundowning? These questions that families just need some hmm. short, concise answers to. And I just send out my very best and my blessings to your readers and listeners. Cool. Okay. That's so cool. Di, this is great. Thank you so much. And there is so much to cover. I think we're going to probably have to have you back at some time. But uh, we oh, will I'd certainly be praying for this con. <laughs> we'll be praying for this conference and that it's a that Thank it's you. a great success. This is uh, I think uh, could open up a a wonderful service for people. Um, and I, I just I I salute you for having the guts oh. to move on ahead with it here. This is great. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thank okay. you so much. Okay. All right. Well, um, God bless you. And and we will uh, 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 we will be in touch and we'll, we'll, after the conference we'll we'll have you back and we'll talk about how it went. How's that? Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, John. Thanks for the voice okay. today. You, God bless. Bye bye. Okay. You bet. Thank you, Di. Bye bye. Well, how about that? My goodness, um, that was uh, educational heartfelt, um, encouraging, helpful. Uh, well, what else can I say? Um, I want to go over some things really quick as we close up here, you guys. Uh, uh, I want to remind you about this conference, Season of Life Conference, and uh, you can find out more about it if you're in Southern California. It might be worth coming to Southern California if you're not too far away. Um, seasonoflife.net. If you are far, fly out here for the weekend. It would be worth a day. Seasonoflifenet.net. And um, remember, Di graciously offered all of our catch readers half off for this day conference. And uh, so if you sign up online, um, fill in, um, I'm sure they have a place where there's probably a promo code or something like that, and you write down in capital letters, half off, H-A-L-F, 
OFF, and you'll get that special $75 price for that conference. And then um, successinagingcenters.com. That's something else to check into if you're interested. And then um, diepatterson.com. That's where you can find out um, these 15-minute videos answering so many of our basic questions that, uh, that we have about aging. Um, I hope you've been impressed. Uh, I, I have. I think this has been fantastic. And uh, we'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have some more of this later. But um, I hope that uh, this is all going to apply to us so much more and more. And I think in many ways, we, some of us, <laughs> we want to bury our heads, but we can't because this is life. And I think what, what Di is teaching us is that death is a part of life. And um, we need to do this well all the way to the end. And uh, I like that. Um, I think that uh, you and I can can learn here. And then uh, I love what you had to say about millennials. Um, we, uh, ha- you know, uh, the millennials are hopeful. We need to listen and be open to them and, and not, not be like, oh, they've just got their heads in their phone. You know, uh, we have a, a new board member who's 25. The more I spend time I spend with this person, the more I'm blown away with how how optimistic he is. He really seriously believes that he is going to help make a better world, and he believes that. And um, this guy is uh, brilliant, and I I um, I actually think he's going to end up in politics at some point, but. Um, where he can make a difference, but you know, millennials are encouraging. They will, and and like she said, they're real. They will do the research. They're in their phones because they're getting all that stuff. They're they're, they're finding the answers. They're solving problems, and uh, we need we need that. We need to help them, and I believe that we're going to be finding through them some uh, answers not only in areas of technology and areas of science and uh, sociology, but I believe spiritually we're going to have a new awakening through these people and that you and I who have, uh, who, who have the Lord can help assist in uh, what they're going to be opening up to the world. So this is a, could be exciting, you guys. Um, certainly days to be encouraged and not discouraged. Um, I hope you enjoy tonight. Uh, spread the word uh, about, especially this one. We should have everybody listening to this. And uh, get your friends to listen to this podcast now. You can go back to it and hear it whenever you want. Um, and uh, I know I'm going to go back and listen again. So, God bless you. Sorry for going a little bit long, but this was so good. Um, We will see you next week. Guaranteed to be something that will help help us trying to make the world a better place. Do you really think we can? Well, if you keep coming back on Tuesday nights, I think we can. God bless you. We'll see you again soon. Get the catch, read it every day. 
church on Sunday night. <laughs> Great. Bye-bye, everybody.